0: Hello everyone, this is Deb McBride and welcome to my Astrology Podcast. I am recording this podcast from beautiful Costa Rica where I live and Escazú. And I thank you for listening. This is uh, what I do on a weekly basis is discuss the planetary arrangements that are going on in the sky right now for everybody and how we can use the energy, how we can play with the energy, how it can benefit our lives, where the challenges are, and just basically how to get along with each other (laughs) in this crazy world we live in uh, using astrology. So this has been... A hell of a week. And the first thing I want to talk about is Guatemala because I am in Central America and I do have a neighbor (laughs) of Guatemala. It's not that close to where I live in Costa Rica, but it is about 1,500 miles away, I believe. But it is still part of Central America. And so it was very much in the consciousness of everyone here this week that there was this enormous volcanic explosion. And this volcano, Fuego, is uh, apparently active on a regular basis, but not active like this. And this was really a tragedy this week. And I just pray for everyone who was involved there. And we all have to send our, um, our white light to everyone there. Um, one of the things that's interesting about Guatemala is that they have uh, every country has an astrological chart every city has an astrological chart in the whole world and You can find these astrological charts online. There are books published with these astrological charts in them, but Guatemala has its own chart and the uh, birth date is uh, September 15th 1821 at 806 a.m. in Guatemala City and that makes it a Virgo country and the ascendant is Libra, so it's a beautiful country. So, and the moon is in Taurus, that's a very stable um, place to have the moon, and an exalted place to have the moon. So, the thing that stands out to me about Guatemala's astrological chart is that they have Mars at 22 degrees of Cancer. And Mars is explosions, eruptions, power, confidence, assertion, aggression. And Mars is where we assert ourselves. Mars is where we are angry. Mars is where we um, push ourselves and, you know, kind of get the job done. And But it is an assertive, aggressive energy. And it's not happy in the sign of Cancer. It doesn't like being in the sign of Cancer. It's exalted in the sign of Capricorn. So, this is not a great placement uh, for Mars at 22 degrees Cancer. And we, uh, you know, if I look at this as an astrological chart of a location, um, I would say that something is about to get set off there. Because Pluto, if you're following astrology, is at 20 degrees of Capricorn, which is opposite transit, by transit, opposite the Mars of Guatemala. So, you know, Pluto, Pluto is the underworld. Pluto is what gets unearthed, and Capricorn is an earth sign. And so here we are um, looking at this interesting configuration. And really what's going on is Pluto is getting, Pluto is triggering Mars in this chart. And it's also triggering Venus because Venus is at 23 degrees Libra and the ascendant is 24 degrees Libra. So essentially the beauty of Guatemala and the face of Guatemala being the ascendant is getting transformed by this Plutonian influence. Pluto is definitely volcanoes. Uranus can be volcanoes too, but really Pluto is what comes out from under the earth and into the air and into the atmosphere. So it's what we dig up on earth, and you know, when it hits something like Mars, it's definitely explosive. Now, this is the first time that Pluto is in Capricorn in two hundred years so before the formation of Guatemala because if the chart is in the 1800s this is this is we're going back to the 1700s the last time Pluto was in Capricorn Uh, they said that in the 70s Pluto um this volcano went off Um, I don't remember the exact date but regardless Pluto um hitting Mars and hitting Venus is definitely going to uh, affect a lot of people in the environment there um, so unfortunately um, you know we can't we can astrologically predict these things we don't necessarily know what exactly is going to happen this could have been anything this could have been a rebellion by the people there and uprising etc Um but this really kind of Pluto is filling in a T-square because Saturn is involved as well. Saturn's in Aries in, there, in that astrological chart of Guatemala. And when we have what is known as a T-square configuration in our chart or in, in someone's chart, it's really like a table with three legs instead of four. And that empty space of the T-square is something that is, you know, going to get triggered every now and again by something. The moon goes through there once a month, you know, planets will transit there every year, Mercury, the sun, Venus, Mars, well, maybe not always Mars, but but it, what happens is the, the empty space does get filled in on a regular basis and we experience these things day to day. Any one of you out there, many of us have T-squares, but any one of you who knows that you have a T-square. You know what this feels like when something has plugged in in a place that is not um, normally used to having its energy plugged up. So when we have a T-square in a chart, um, it really does look like a T, the letter T. And the astrological significance of that is that energy all gets to funnel out through that empty space. When we have something as powerful as Pluto, which is not a fleeting influence. The moon is a fleeting influence. It'll pass through there for a few hours and that'll be that once a month. Pluto is sitting there for years. So now that Pluto is coming close into this T-square empty space, Pluto is plugging up the energy that normally has a place to flow. And where does it go? It goes out and up. And Mars, in this case, is up at the top of the chart. It's up by the midheaven in, um, in Cancer. And so Pluto, at the bottom of the chart, at the very base of the chart in, in Guatemala's astrological chart by transit, is funneling up this energy right through the Mars. Mars is what we call an apex point. It's the midpoint of the two, the other planets in the T-square. It means that when we form the T, this is at the bottom the T if you drew a T on a piece of paper the bottom of the T is the apex turn it around and put make the T upside down and that's what you've got going on here with Pluto coming in and forming the fourth leg to the table that only has three legs so this is really significant and Pluto is going to be at this point for a long time that doesn't mean they're going to have constant volcanoes but something there is shifting and something in their world and in their land is shifting and they are, it's gonna be one of those situations where we'll keep an eye on it in the news because this isn't the last we've heard of this volcano and unfortunately the damage that's been done there. So this is this is a big deal. Um, Pluto is only at 20 degrees, Capricorn. It won't get to 22 or so till next year. That's when we're really gonna to start to see more of this possible activity, but there are gonna be some changes in Guatemala. We'll probably stay in the news for a long time. Moving along through the rest of the week, we had two celebrity, um, unfortunate celebrity suicides this week. And, um, you know, this is a volatile time we're in, astrologically. And it's really tragic, and it's really um, very sad. And I am especially sad to hear about Kate Spade, because I know that she was a very wonderful person and wonderful designer. Um, I had met her husband a few years ago through a professional colleague. He's a very lovely man. And my heart goes out to him and their daughter. Um, It's, it's really unfortunate. Um, And the thing is that we are in a volatile time and it's no excuse. This is not the reason we should, you know, uh, a person should take their own life, but the, experience of this is definitely um, heartbreaking to watch on the sidelines. And we're watching a lot of releasing, we're watching a lot of um, things going out, because we're really starting to um, notice this Mars on the south node. And a lot of people are releasing from their lives. Um, It doesn't mean people are gonna keep killing themselves, but it does mean that we all are getting ready to release old things. Mars on the South Node is the big story this week. Um, It happened this morning. And Mars, again, is the assertive, aggressive planet. It's the planet of, uh, you know, where we try to assert ourselves. But it's with the South Node, or in Vedic astrology, it's called Ketu. And it's going to hit the South Node three times over the coming months. Now, this is a relatively volatile kind of aspect because mars is trying to assert itself and the south node is where we have to kind of let go now let me explain the nodes a little bit we call them the nodes of fate or the nodes of destiny in vedic astrology they're called rahu and ketu rahu being the north node of the moon and ketu being the south node of the moon when we have everybody has nodes in their charts um when we have planets on the south node, they often indicate karmic situations or or things we kind of can't get out of or patterns that are hard to break. So what we are all experiencing right now is an old pattern, an old pattern that we are all trying to release from because the south node in the sky has met with Mars and they are... Working together to help us become conscious of something that we need to release and let go of. It doesn't mean your life's going to end, you know, and you're going to be alone and you're going to be bummed out because you like all your friends are gone or your partner's gone or something. It means that it's the habit we're trying to get rid of. It's not it's not like necessarily a person unless the person represents a huge part of the habit. Okay. So the node where the, wherever the South node is, the South node is where we have to release, let go, not necessarily put our energy into something. The North node is where we have to put the energy. So we naturally sort of default to the South node in our charts and the south node is not really going to help us. We're not gonna get fulfilled by whatever the south node is doing. We're gonna get fulfilled by the north node. The north node is the direction we're going to, the south node is the direction we're coming from. The south node is where we have an itch that we can't, can't stop scratching. And it's where we're, dare I say, addicted, where we have a loop where we have an unconscious pattern that we just keep going back to, keep going back to, around in circles. We have to focus on the opposite, okay, the, the North Node. Now, right now, the South Node is in Aquarius, and the North Node is in Leo. And Leo is about creativity and passion and that inspiration, the creative spark. Um, Leo's about children. Um, the South Node in Aquarius is about, you know, the over analysis, the uh, thinking mind, the uh, thinking rather than taking action. Aquarius is an air sign. Leo's a fire sign. It's about taking action, not thinking too much and reaching out and stirring the passion. Um, however, Mars is a passionate planet and Mars sitting at that south node back and forth for the next couple of months is going to really needle us in a way that we have to really just say, okay, I hear you, but I can't spend all my time here. I have to really look at the North Node. I have to look at where I'm creative, where I'm passionate, where that is in my life, and what is where that's going to bring the fruits of my labor. So essentially, you want to release whatever's happening at the South Node. And you want to let go of this old pattern because it's all coming back to remind us of an old pattern. Now, Mars rules men, uh, for women out there who are maybe in a relationship that's, you know, a little bit of a conundrum, it could be that you're releasing an old pattern from your childhood. All of us could be releasing an old pattern that we just can't get, wrap our heads around. And you know, essentially what we all have to do at this moment is definitely get control over our instincts because Mars is very instinctual and so is the South Node. So this is also a very sexual aspect. So, you know, we might default to something very habitual, um, in our life and we have to get control over getting out of the loop the, the way out of that is the north node in Leo and that's the important part now the good news is on Wednesday Venus is going into Leo she's leaving cancer she is going into Leo and this is a really good Thing to focus on because Venus is love, Venus is positive energy, Venus is friendships, and Venus is all about really taking uh, a relationship, Venus on the North Node to maybe a new passionate level or the next level or a friendship to you know a deeper friendship. Staying away from Mars, staying away from the combativeness of Mars because there is a part of us that wants to be combative right now. Just off-handedly defensive combative and so we can't indulge that the south node is not to be indulged what my teacher Michael Luton used to tell us all the time and he was a real expert on the nodes um, he used to tell us you can't do one node and not the other if you're doing the south node you're gonna inevitably get thrown over to the north node if you're doing too much north node well you can never do too much north node but there's always going to be the gift of the south node so in other words if you focus on love and friendship and passion happiness right now in the Leo sense in the in the free fire take some action sense then you're gonna get your satisfaction of undoing that loop that Mars is triggering on the south node you're gonna get the satisfaction of that the south node so craves and desires but remember you don't focus on that you focus on the north node you for, focus on what's giving you love and passion in your life So with that said, we do have a few other aspects that we, this week that are very important. Uh, One thing to remember is that Mercury, the planet of communication, which rules Gemini, and we are in Gemini season, Mercury is what we call out of bounds. And Mercury is going to be out of bounds for a little bit. And when we have an out of bounds planet, it means its declination uh, rises above uh, the, the celestial equator um, above the, deck, the latitude of 2327, either north or south of the celestial equator. Out-of-bounds planets, and they happen all the time, and we do have them in our astrological charts, out-of-bounds planets can go either way. Mercury out-of-bounds could be absolute, brilliant, genius, incredible ideas. It could also be a nasty fight or communication with someone or harsh words being said to each other. So be careful what you're saying, control your thoughts. Again, get a hold of yourself, focus on the positive, and don't worry about, um, you know, don't worry about being um, caught up in this, you know, out of bounds things. You just have to like speak your mind, but do it pleasantly and with love. Remember Venus. Okay, we have a North... We have a a new moon, got the nodes on the brain, uh, new moon on the 13th, which is Wednesday in Gemini. So this new moon is ruled by Mercury, which is out of bounds. And Venus at the early part of the day um, is going to be still in the sign of Cancer and leaving Cancer. And so what we want to pay attention to here is that Venus is going to make things very sensitive because any planet that's leaving a sign, it's at the very, very end of a sign, which is where Venus will be on Tuesday and Wednesday, when we have this new moon, it could be a little bit sensitive because it's ruled by this out-of-bounds Mercury, and then Venus is going to be at the end of Cancer. So we want to really be aware of what we're saying to people, aware of our emotions, trying to keep things under control. and and really practice self-awareness this week. Um, Things are going to start getting intense because Mars is going to really slow down to go retrograde on the 26th, and then eventually we're going to have a south node eclipse with Mars. So more on that in the coming weeks. Um, In the meantime... Venus is going to square Uranus on the 14th, which is Thursday as it goes into Leo, because it's going to start following the path that Mars just took, except it's in the opposite sign. So now Venus is going to be opposite doing the same things that Mars just did. So it's going to square the new Uranus and Taurus and Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So Thursday should be an interesting day. Um, If you have a Venus Uranus in your chart, this might be a really good day to be inspired creatively, but it's also a good day to just kind of keep it together as far as relationships are concerned because Venus Uranus can be really like fly off the handle crazy. And so, what I'm saying is this week we got some hot points and we have some really wonderful ways of using this energy if we use it creatively and we stay in control and we kind of show our mind who's boss. and really not allow the beast in us to get to us or get the better of us. Because that Mars South Node is always going to be underlying this over these next weeks. So the most important thing to remember is just try to like work things out reasonably. And if you can't really work it out, then maybe it's best to just kind of stay quiet for the moment. Um, in the meantime, Mercury is going to have an interesting relationship with Jupiter on the 12th, which is Tuesday which is very nice. Um, It's going to have this relationship. Um, It's an interesting thing because Mercury is leaving Gemini and just going into Cancer. So it's, no matter where it is, it still rules Gemini, but it's going into Cancer at 4 p.m. Eastern time on the 12th. And it's actually uh, uh, maybe a little tamer. Um, in cancer. It's a little sweeter in cancer. Gemini, you know, sometimes you can be thinking one thing and saying another. Um, so it's just, it's just as well, it's actually very good for Mercury to go into cancer and sort of be a little sweeter, a little con- calmer, a little kinder. And Mercury and Jupiter are going to have this relatively nice creative aspect. So this is, this is really kind of fun. So there's some lightheartedness in the week. Mercury is also going to biquintile Mars on the 13th, which is Wednesday, again, the day of the new moon. And that's really actually a very good use of that energy. You know, Mercury can communicate what maybe Mars is feeling right now um, in a creative way because it's a biquintile. It's a really great day to come up with some brilliant ideas for your work, uh, how to problem solve, how to work around things that might come up as problems, really good for that. Uh, so Mercury is a really good problem solver this week. It's also at the end of the week on Thursday, going to make a very interesting tradicile to Neptune. So there's intuition solving problems and again, creative way of solving things, but Mercury and Neptune really means intuition is alive and that's extraordinary to help us. We all need a little intuition in our lives and we all need to pay attention and trust it. Um, Meanwhile, Venus is also making some lovely aspects over the weekend to Jupiter. Again, more creativity. And, you know, Venus-Jupiter is nothing like a Venus-Jupiter. Use the energy on Sunday to have some fun, relax, and be social. The moon is in Taurus. It's a good day for making comfort food. It's a really good day for connecting to friends and family and just, you know, doing your gardening and doing things that really help uh, sort of nurture your soul. Um, I think next week should be a little calmer Um, in some respects. Mars is going to be moving along, sort of detaching itself from the south node, although it is moving very slowly. I think that we can expect things to be a little uh, more... Um, how should I say this a little more creative in our problem solving. I think these setbacks with people this week and seeing what's going on in the world should remind us that we have uh, to take care of each other and that we need to talk to each other. And some of the things that, you know, people are feeling, especially when we start hitting times like eclipses and, and stuff, emotions build, tensions build. Um, And so it's really important to reach out to one another and connect and make sure everybody is sort of feeling okay. And you know, when you see tragedies like this happen in the paper, the way we have this week, so many that we really do need to sort of stay connected to our friends and be very grateful for the people we have in our lives. So um, on that note, There's a lot of social aspects this week between Venus, between Mercury, between Jupiter and the moon. And I think that these are good times to reach out to people you haven't spoken to in a while, connect with people, Um, be friends again with people you haven't seen, reconnect with your friendships. If you know people who are not doing well emotionally And you know that we have some very intense things going on. And regardless of the astrology, if people are not doing well emotionally, get them some help. Uh, And if you are not doing well emotionally, please seek some help. Um, Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be humiliated. We all need it at some point. I have a wealth of healers in my life of all sizes and shapes and knowledge bases. And if you don't know where to go to get help, please contact me at my address, debitdebmcbride.com. I can refer lots of people to you to help. And if you are interested in a session, again, debitdebmcbride.com. My website is debmcbride.com and my Instagram account is at debastrology and you can go there where I make one minute videos and give little astrological information on a regular basis. I also have a Twitter account, which is also at debastrology. I write a blog on my website and we have this podcast. So There's lots of ways to look at astrology, study astrology. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. And on that note, I'll see you next week